The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to, I believe this will be the first episode of the new year. I could be wrong or right on that, or right at it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Chris will tell you here in a second after I introduce him, but he better not talk until I do. This is That's Odd. Thank you for joining us. It's me, Johnny Townsend, joined by the magnificent Christopher. Chavez. Is this... Is this where I talk? Yeah, yeah, you, you can talk. You can talk now. What's up? What's up? What's up, Creepers? Yes, this is the first episode of the new year. This is 2021. And wow. We did it. I'm, you know, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that this yeah. recording isn't found somewhere underneath rubble, you know, in the future. And yeah. it's like a dystopian future. And they're listening to yeah. us, uh, listening to us talk with such hope. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just a slight tinge of sadness. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. But yeah. Uh, so 2020 is getting out of here. Uh, but you know what? Though? I will say this. Every year when the new year is about to shine itself upon us, we always say, man, this current year is awful. I'm glad this new year is coming. But we say it literally every year. Yeah. Yeah. 2019 it's- was awful. Uh, 2018 was awful. It's true. I don't know if it was every year, but it feels more recently for sure. Um, yeah. And I don't know about you, but last year, I remember, not last year, about 360, however many days ago now, 364 days ago, uh, there was this sense of like, it's 2020. It's such a cool sounding year. It's a very yeah. round number. It looks, it looks nice. This is going to be the year. This is going to be our year. I feel like everybody said this, right? Uh, and then Australia started burning. So <laughs> there's a new series, a new documentary on um, on Netflix. Did you see this? Something about 2020. I forgot what it's called now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I haven't watched it. But Watch it. But I, I know what you're speaking of. We watched it last night. It's phenomenal. So first of all, they've got they've got people actors on there. Um, Hugh Grant's on there and plays. Uh, he he plays kind of like a historian because it's it's filmed like it's a documentary, but using actors as historians and and commentators. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's in it, uh, you know. But it literally takes us through 2020, and I like watching it. I was like, I cannot believe how much we've been through in this year, and just the way it all just kind of kept snowballing as the year went on this thing literally lays it out in such a way where the the narrator it's funny because you know it's 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 meant to be somewhat comedic but but still real like this is this is how crazy it has been um i i definitely recommend you watch it uh and any of the listeners watch it because it will make you really realize like wow look how much happened i'll have to i'll have to check that out for sure yeah Um, 
But a lot yeah, has well. happened, dude. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, because, you know, it opens with everybody having a great, you know, it's a New Year's party. Everything's going to be amazing. And then Australia started to burn. And we've we've mentioned this before, but but that feels like more than just a, this beginning of this year. It feels like year, a couple years ago. Yeah. And, you know, and Kobe Bryant passed away. Yes. And that, like, really out of nowhere. Uh, and that feels like that was not that long ago they even mentioned on here how in america we were seeing headlines of this virus in china and how bad it was it was looking and they were doing all yeah. these things and we we're just all no problem going to concert like like just not a care in the world um it's just you know it's just it's 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 really a good one it's it's insane but this episode it's 2021 um I'm hoping we're going to have a good year. I don't know that I hold that much hope because I've been burned. Uh, New Year's Eve past, right? But isn't that the thing? Like you look forward to a new one and it doesn't feel like it's going to, it feels like it's going to be just continuation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 2020 just felt like a snowball, right? Like as soon as, uh, like you're saying, as soon as Australia was on fire, it really just took off from there and it just did not stop. Yeah. Uh, um, with all the negativeness. Yeah. Uh, you know, seriously. I mean, even just literally this week. Uh, you know us. You know me and you are pro wrestling fans. Uh, oh. A pro wrestler, uh, you know, passed away out of nowhere. He was really young, uh, and it really just you know shook everyone who's into pro wrestling. Like it's it was really sad, uh, and it just really sucks. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's just like twenty twenty. You know, uh, you're on your way out. Why do you got to keep doing this? Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't. It's not stopping. It hasn't relented. Um, so it's 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 man. I'm hoping, man. I hope it is going to be a better year, or or we start to see a snowball effect in the other way, right? Maybe the yeah. pendulum starts to go where things start to get better. But um, I mean, there is hope. There's the vaccine, but we don't know. We don't know. What, I mean, people might take that I, vaccine uh, and. Okay, I was going to ask you about this vaccine. All right, yeah. so, uh, I uh, my best pal Trevor, who mm-hmm. I do retro bliss with, he is he works at a hospital. He's a He's a RN nurse, and he's in the emergency room. Like, he works in that. That's what he does for his job. And so he was one of the ones that uh, had to take the vaccine. Like, he's one of the first ones. So he's actually taking it. Oh, okay. He's got. Did yeah, he take uh, a second dose already or just the first? Not yet. He's only, okay. first, he's only one dose in. And he was telling me that, that uh, literally over the holidays when he was home, his, you know, he had family, like very, very small. Like I'm talking like one or two people mm-hmm. at most over. And of course, the one or two people, and they don't go anywhere. Like they're very much, st- him and his wife and their little son, they very much stay there except for when he goes to work, pretty much. And of course, this person, who they love, very, she's actually very awesome, so I'm just mm-hmm. not going to name her name. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, she ended up like not feeling well and she got tested positive, so... Uh, and of course, that's the one person that Trevor oh. was around. <laughs> right. Good lord! So I guess, uh, he'll find out how effective this, <laughs> this yeah. shot was. I'm seeing that some of the side effects are that you do get sick, obviously, like you do sometimes with the flu. So you'll get sick, you'll deal with the, uh, some symptoms and things. That there's pain at the site of the shot, like you'll have some pain. Sometimes yeah. it's uncomfortable. Um, it's very rare that there's any extreme side effects at the moment, but. And, I, and I'm not an anti, you know, vaccine person at all. Uh, I'm not even trying to add to to the fear that's being spread about this thing because uh, I think it's actually a good idea that people start to to. I mean, trust science, right? Like, yeah. 
But there's a side, there's a small part of me that's like, what if this turns people into mutants? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what if this thing activates something in you that, like, that's the X gene, right? Or was that what it was called? The no, the what was the gene in, in the mutants that it activated? I can't remember now. But your mutant gene, right? Like, it's just this is what yeah. we needed. We needed this, whatever this vaccine is. Yeah. Like. I- I, and I wouldn't get a cool, you know, mutant power. I wouldn't get like to be able to shoot lasers out of my eyes. I'd totally get like a yours would be where third. your hair, your hair, you could control the movement of your hair, so you're constantly yeah. shooting yeah. it up like the dude in the ancient. Alien. I can make it look like a wind's blowing through my hair, and that, that would be my all I could do. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and so un- I'll look good in uh, pictures. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> though, the other side effect is within six months you start to lose your hair, so that power yep. is just gone already. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Johnny Luck right there. You're not wrong. Um, right, but uh, but Chris, this is that's odd. That is this is, and this is where we're going to each bring uh, some stuff to the table yep. to discuss. Yep. And uh, I told you that I should go first because mine is a giant bummer <laughs> you're like listen put put it lightly <laughs> this is for this is how we're going to show you that 2020 is still going this is not, yeah. this is a downer of a story yes it most certainly is so let's travel back in time to the year 1883 where did i put my keys for my time machine oh ah, man there you they need are keys for it <laughs> oh yeah it's a key fob <laughs> <laughs> And we are going to the great country of England. Uh, Good night, mate. It's called S- Sunderland, England. Okay, I know Sunderland. Yeah, Sunderland is for those who don't know. Sunderland is a port city. It's own, of course. I don't know what I think of since technically England's an island. I always think literally every city is pretty much a port city, <laughs> but I'm probably way <laughs> wrong on that. But Sunderland is a port city. Yeah. Uh, as of the 2011 census, it had over a population of over 170,000, just to give you an idea of the size of it, uh, as current as I could find. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a bustling area. Uh, it's got you know a lot of people, a lot of businesses and stuff. Uh, back in 1883, uh, they also had a large concert hall where they held all kinds of events, obviously concerts and such, called Victoria Hall. And uh, there was this traveling group called the Phase. That was the name of their their group here. Give me one second. I gotta pull this up. I should have already had it done before we started. You're all talking. good. What year did you say this was? 1883. Oh, okay. Because when you say the Phase, that just that group sounds like it the sounds phase. like a punk, a punk band, right? Like 70s yeah. punk band. <laughs> here comes the Phase. So this is the so this is the actual uh, little. Uh, you know, back then, of course, there wasn't TV, so they would put out things in the paper and stuff saying, hey, this, flyers. hey this is happening yeah. here, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that type of thing. So I'm going to read that to you. Uh, the Victoria Hall, Sunderland, on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, school ticket, The Phase, uh, will give a groundbreaking performance for children. And this performance will have conjuring, uh, talking waxworks, living marionettes. The Great Ghost Illusion, etc. Wait, this is a, a, a entertainment group or a music group? Entertainment group. Oh, uh, they, okay. In my mind, I was thinking of a band. I was thinking of a magic band. show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the this ticket, if you get this ticket, will admit any number of children uh, for one penny each. By the way, cost one cent each. Uh, and here's the big thing, and this is in big bold letters: prizes. Every child 
entering the room will stand a chance of receiving a handsome present. It actually says handsome. <laughs> a handsome present. Uh, books, toys, etc. It could be any of those things. But for kids back then, that's like the PlayStation 5 or the uh, or the new Xbox. What's the new Xbox yeah. called? I forget. X, like they, they're so dumb with how they name theirs. <laughs> it's okay to not know. One X, uh, one X, one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it's a, the phase were a traveling magic show, basically. It's what they would do, and they were for kids. Uh, How is it spelled, Phase? How is that spelled? F-A-Y-S. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. All right, so uh, it's June 16th, 1883. This is the day of the show. Three o'clock, of course. Can I ask you something real quick before you move on? You're a kid going to this thing. Of the things they say this is happening, what is it you're looking for forward to the most? Because for me, it's The Conjuring. Like I'm going there, yes. so ready to see a ghost. Yes, I would. Yes, I would want that more than the prizes. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> don't get me wrong. The prizes is great. It's like for me and Happy Meals. Like, don't get me wrong. The toy's awesome, but you know, you still hit me up with some of those French fries. <laughs> Can you get yeah. a McRib in a Happy Meal? Oh man, I wish <laughs> that'd be that'd be the ultimate. Uh, I mean, when is ultimate. when's McDonald's gonna get their act together and make adult Happy Meals, man? I know for real. You. Uh, you're in, from your lips to God's ears, my friend. <laughs> All right, so it's the day of the show. I'm ready to go to the so conjuring. The day of the show. Uh, the show seems to be going really well. Uh, a lot of people showed up for this, mainly children. They had a big turnout for this thing. Uh, the Victoria Hall apparently was a really good-sized place. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm talking it could hold thousands of people, so it was a decent-sized area. All right, so the show goes over really well, and this show's coming to a close. And to give you an idea of how Victoria Hall is set up, it has, of course, the bottom part, and it also has like an upper part called the gallery. Okay, yeah. So just to give you an idea of how this place is just kind set of surrounds up. the hallway, the gallery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two floors, basically. I guess yeah. the best way to put it. Uh, and the kids were having a great time. I mean, I would. Could you not imagine this? I, I remember being a kid, seeing a couple magic shows, and just being blown away. And these were just like really simple magic shows and loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I couldn't imagine when I had Conjuring and stuff. And this one's a traveling one. So like the, this, this right. is well known. They're, they're pla- they yeah. have their own street team plastering posters on yes. lantern poles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, at the end of the show, an announcement comes over. And that announcement is that children with a certain numbered ticket – they would be the lucky ones to get this free gift oh. as they left. This is like Willy Wonka giving out the special tickets. Yes, it is. Uh, but also, at the same time as this announcement was being made, the kids up top in the gallery could look down to the bottom floor mm-hmm. and see uh, the entertainers on stage starting to give out gifts to the kids that were near them. Okay. All right, so remember that, like, you're a child, you're up top, and you're nowhere near close to where all the toys are. Uh, what's something you want to do? I want to go down there and get a toy. First thing I'm going to re- scream out is, what's the big idea? And then run <laughs> yes. out there. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So all these kids in the gallery, there were over a 1,000 children that were up there. Wow. Give you an idea. That's, it's huge. It's huge. And they saw these kids getting gifts. Uh-oh. And, of course, like you just said, they were like, I'm going to go get a gift. So, uh, and also to give you an idea, there's only, there's only like a couple of adults up there, too. So they're very much outnumbered by kids. Am I about to hear uh, about a, a, a riot, a child riot? 
Um, <laughs> Rioting ensues. So they rushed. So they rushed down uh, because uh, they didn't want to miss out. Yeah. You know, FOMO, man, fear of missing out. Yeah. No. Didn't yeah. Miss out on this stuff. We've seen this. Well, this happens nowadays. You know, Black yeah. si- they used to open the doors for Black Fridays and let people just run in, and you'd see people at Walmart just, just, yeah, they didn't care what's in your way. It's funny you said that. Uh, at the bottom of the staircase to get down to the bottom floor, the door was bolted and would only open inward. So, in other words, it was shut and there's no way they were getting out through there. Uh, only a few adults were there, like I said, and it was definitely not enough to keep keep any sort of order once these kids started going crazy wanting to get down there and get toys. So a stampede of children rushed down these steps to the door that would never open for them until it was way too late. Like they literally thought they were going to burst. Like the one in front thought he was just going to push yeah. and the door would burst open. And there's this wave of children coming up behind him. Yeah. Uh, the kids in the front would get crushed almost immediately. <gasps> oh, my God. From the wave of children. And the other kids would end up being trampled. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to read to you uh, this one uh, man by the name of William Codling Jr. It's a quote that was in the paper of when this happened. Soon we were most uncomfortably packed but still going down. Suddenly I felt that I was treading upon someone lying on the stairs. And I cried in horror to those behind. Keep back. Keep back. There's someone down. It was no use. I passed slowly over and onwards with the mass. And before long, I passed over others without emotion. Oh, God. Um, So these, these kids are getting destroyed. When it was all said and done... 183 children would lose their lives. Whoa. And they were between the ages of 3 and 14. Dang, dude. Yeah. Um there are some story, of course, anytime there's a, you know, a horrible disaster like this, there's always some stories of some heroes. Uh there was a couple of adults who did save some kids. Uh one of them was like the I can't remember if he's a custodian or something like that, but basically he fought his way up through the other uh, uh, exit and got kids to you know go that way. And he and they said he saved at least six hundred kids. Wow, doing that. Um, but yeah, so it was really a truly awful thing. It was one of the worst disasters in of its kind in British history. Wow. Uh, no one, and here's the fallout from it. No one was ever prosecuted for this. Yeah, because they said how the could reason you? that that yeah uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of outrage. Yeah. I mean, the paper just, uh, I mean, you can find this in the papers from there. Uh, but no one was ever prosecuted. The reason that the doors were bolted was because they didn't want anybody getting there without tickets Yeah, type of thing. I mean, I, you know, it makes sense, I guess, in a way. But uh, Victoria Hall itself was used up after that. Uh, even until 1941. Oh, how and weird. the only reason they stopped using it is because it was destroyed by a bomb in World War II. <laughs> wow. How weird, man. Wouldn't that be yeah. strange to go to some performance I, or something yeah. there knowing? I couldn't handle it. There's no way. Just too many you know, ghosts there, honestly, literally. Yeah. Uh, there's a very, uh, there's like a, a statue there now that you can see that's like, a you know, just represents all this that happened. I was going to And ask. also one of the. Go ahead. No, Go I was ahead. just gonna say I was gonna ask if if they've rebuilt something over it or what's there now. So they have a memorial, like a statue there, a, a marker. 
Yeah, it's a it's a really nice. You can find pictures of it. it's a very nice uh, statue. And also, because of this very event, uh, someone invented the push bar on the door. I was just gonna say. So because of this horrible thing, you know when you see an exit door and it's got a push those crash thing bars. On it? It's yeah, because of this. Yeah. I was gonna say that. Like, I don't think these things were even known, so there's no way that would have happened. You know what I mean? Like, you think about wow. Yeah, so that's why we have those now. Is because uh, 100, over 180 kids lost their lives because yeah. they trampled over each you other. You go to any venue, right? And I don't know if you've ever been by, like behind the scenes at a venue. So we, we were at um, uh, Buff- Buffalo Comic Con at the convention center. And at the convention center, they have you know concerts and things. But in the background, you know behind the scenes, um, all the doors that lead out to the street – on the street side, there are no handles to open the doors because, again, right. like this idea, you don't want people getting in that don't have tickets. Um, but on the other side, it's all crash bar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how it is. Uh, at the conventions I've been to, they're all set up like that. So that, this and this is why. Wow, that is a that's pretty sad. That is definitely. I don't sad. think anybody ever thinks about why the push door, the push bar, was ever made. <laughs> No, I never honestly ever thought about it until I heard of this story. Remind me to 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 talk to you uh, after we record today about that. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's very intriguing. Um, yeah, that is that's definitely a sadder story, man. I never heard of that at all. Um, but it's it's not a surprise, right? I mean, because if you think about that, these are kids who, in those days, you know, to get toys to get any kind of gifts especially in the 1800s you know in england um and and especially a port a a port town like it that's a big deal right a lot of people were struggling a lot of people you know weren't weren't making those kinds of things so when this traveling um entertainer you know entertainment company comes through and it starts handing things out it, I'm I'm assuming it was deafening, like just children screaming and really wanting to get down there as fast as they could, you know, just not realizing what's happening. So you're not going to hear uh, screams of terror, uh, you know, as opposed to screams of excitement. It's all just this big din of noise. That is sad, dude. Yeah, yeah. I would think it would be like a mixture of both, honestly, right? Like yeah. you would, those obviously getting crushed are going to be making some horrible noises of of despair and you wouldn't know you have those who don't know what's going on who are in the back who are just screaming i want a toy yeah because they don't know any of this stuff yeah wow i wonder if like what what happened to some of the survivors like those kids that went on and survived like you know how we always i I read you the quote from that one guy i mean that quote is from like 10 years later like some paper did like a retrospective on it and and they uh interviewed that guy who was a survivor and that's just what he said oh he was a survivor okay yeah yeah he was a survivor of it uh and what chilled me was him saying that they that the crowd started going over bodies without any emotion yeah because they just Cause didn't they realize. help it yeah and and and, and exactly that's right that's another piece you can't help uh i've been in concerts that got so packed that when they all decided to start moving you were moving there wasn't there yeah, wasn't just no standing still there wasn't letting people get around you you're just kind of being swept up in that i couldn't yeah. even imagine oh that's horrible that's a horrible way to go all right so uh uh <sighs> There's that. There's a very depressing story. Chris, yeah. uh, let's talk about something a little less depressing. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that we're talking about politics. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, yeah, we're in the new year. And in a couple of weeks, about a week and a half from now, we're going to have the inauguration of the new a new president, president-elect. 
um, if things continue to go as they're you know going right now. So I figured, let me look into some stuff in terms of uh, of politics because I had heard um, a podcast. What was it on? I can't remember now. But they were talking like they were talking comparing this past um, election with the way you would hear you know Trump speak about Biden, Biden speak about Trump, like this kind of thing. And we for us. It's just we're not used to this because, you know, that's not what we've witnessed in our at least, you know, in our brief history on Earth. But apparently this wasn't the worst. Right. So one of the things I heard was like in the 18, I think it was the 1800 uh, one exactly that it was actually pretty nasty. Right. Um, That Thomas Jefferson and John Adams just really went at each other like they they did not hold back. One of one of them called the other. Oh man, I can't remember now. I read about it earlier now. So, but I th- it made me think like, let me look into, you know, our our his- history in politics and elections and see what kind of weird, strange, bizarre, you know, horrifying, whatever it is, wh- what's out there. And I found a list on the BBC. So I'm just going to, we're going to cover this one today. It's called The Five Strange Things That Happened in Past U.S. Elections. Um, so let's dive right into it. We're going to go right to the very first one. So heading back to the start of the U.S. election history brings the story of the only unanimously elected American president. So we all know this, right, that uh, George Washington was unanimously uh, elected as the first president of the United States after leading our army in the Revolutionary War. Um, he was basically exalted. Right. And when he ended the war, his plan was to go down to his plantation and retire. And just kind of right. kick back and relax. Uh, he wasn't expecting to do any more, you know, have any more service to what was now becoming a new country. He's um, gonna take it easy. Yeah, he was definitely gonna take it easy. Uh, uh, America was a newly independent country, having served its uh, severed its ties with Great Britain on four July seventeen seventy six, um, approaching its first election in seventeen eighty eight. Now, think about that. Isn't that crazy to think about? From 1776 to 1788 was how long it took before our first election. Uh, well, also, uh, I'd heard this recently, uh, that you know when they were trying to figure out who they wanted to be in charge, when they were figuring out everything after mm-hmm. we gained our independence. Yeah. Uh, do we have a king? The, do we have a, a governor? Exactly. Like, what do we yes. do? Yeah. Yep. Uh, some people wanted a king mm-hmm. for us and even reached out to uh people in england asking about kings and i can't remember the name of the guy he's a really famous dude but uh he politely declined because he had seen what we had just done <laughs> against our against uh old king george so yeah uh, probably a smart move on his part <laughs> so so this is i think this is why this is on here as um a very strange thing because we've all heard the story that george washington was unanimously voted like straight across the board everyone voted for him here's the thing uh, at the time, 1788, the U.S. was made up of just 13 states. Only 10 were eligible to vote. So not even not everybody voted, right? 10 were eligible to vote in the election because North Carolina and Rhode Island had not yet ratified the new constitution, and New York did not appoint electors in time. Of those 10 states, only six actually allowed people to vote. Uh, white male adults, by the way, and that's it, Right while the other four saved the decision for the state legislators. So think about that as well. It starts to put into perspective like when you're like we're grow when we grow up, a lot of the stuff we're taught um and and not to use it in a negative connotation, but it kind of is. I mean, it's it's all straight propaganda. 100, yeah, 100%. <laughs> they uh you know, the victors 
are the ones who write history. Yeah. And they will always, almost always write it in a more flattering light for themselves. Yes. And so when you think about that, as a kid, you're told George Washington was such a great man, right? The guy would never yeah. lie, chopping down the cherry tree thing. But also, he was so great that everybody wanted him president. We don't know that because not everyone had a chance to vote. Um, so only six actually ha- allowed people to vote, uh, the white males only, while the other four uh, states saved the decision for state legislators. Um, there was no real campaign. Everyone who was going to vote decided that George Washington, they, you know, they wanted him to do it. So he had to be urged to come out of semi-retirement because initially he wasn't sure. He was, he was, he was just like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this. Um, the election used the electoral college system, whereby each state is allocated a different number for votes based on its size. There were 72 electors, and uh, although only 69 actually cast their votes. Each elector was entitled to two electoral college votes, and all 69 gave a vote to Washington, the maximum possible for a candidate in a comprehensive show of support. So after, And then he had to be persuaded to run for a second term. That's the funny thing. He did it again in 1972. Um, you know, uh, it says uh, receiving the backing of all 132 electors across the then 15 states. Um, so that is that is a strange thing when you start to look at these kinds of things. Like, we're told greatest of all time you know no one's ever pulled this off before but it, it technically wasn't we didn't have everybody have a say yeah and technically he wasn't the first president either i think it was another person was uh, there yeah i believe so uh but yeah there's a lot uh you know any of these uh, people especially from hundreds and hundreds of years ago that are famous there's they become myths almost yeah and you know and, and he certainly is one of those um a very complicated figure too. I mean, yes. all these, all our founding fathers were. Uh, if you dive into their backstories and stuff, there's a lot of good things and obviously not so good things. Um, have you ever heard of the only presidential candidate to die during an election? Hmm. 1872 saw a series of remarkable firsts in U.S. political history. So this is kind of cool too. Uh, in 1872 election, Victoria Woodhull became the first woman to run for president ever representing the equal rights party and her running mate and choice for vice president was frederick Douglass, the first african-american to be considered for the role so this is in 1872 wow uh while they were making history as being the first to run uh, they didn't re- receive many votes uh woodhall in her case woodhall wasn't even allowed to vote for herself the 19th amendment uh giving women the right to vote hadn't been ratified until 1920 uh, the main candidates were the sitting president, Ulysses S. Grant, of the Republican Party, and his opponent, Horace Greeley. Greeley was a New York newspaper publisher who was backed by two major parties, the Liberal Republicans and the Democrats. The election saw Grant victorious uh, in a landslide, winning the popular vote and 286 electoral college votes compared to Greeley's 66. Less than a month after the election, but before the electoral college confirmed the votes, Greeley passed away, becoming the only presidential candidate to die during an election. Um, wow. now, of course, you know, famously, obviously, some presidents have died while in office. Yes. Like yeah. one of them, even thirty days after he took office. But, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a another you know one of these things in our electoral history that a lot of people don't know about. This is one I found out today because uh, so 
I, I was looking at all different kinds of lists, and there's other ones too that have a lot of cool stuff in them. Like I said, you know, one of them was with Jefferson and, and Adams, just kind of sling like the worst mud slinging you'd ever. Like I read it and I was like, dang! Like I thought, I thought we saw some bad stuff now, right? Um, oh, they got into like character assassination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some held on to grudges and ended up shooting. Me. We what? We had a vice president that killed some Alexander Hamilton. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, here's one for you. Uh, the 1920 U.S. election saw a comprehensive victory for the Republican candidate Warren G. Harding. Harding beat Democrat James M. Cox by 404 electoral votes to 127 and won just over 60% of the vote in the election. Uh, as the first election in America in which the women had a right to vote in all 48 states, the popular vote rose from 18.5 million to 26.8 million so that that shows how many more like women were ready to get out and make their voices heard the election also saw socialist eugene debs win just under a million votes across the country the highest ever for a socialist candidate he finished third overall but failed to win any college votes but what makes his role remarkable in election history is that he ran his entire campaign from prison (laughs) <laughs> Two years before the election, Debs had given an anti-war speech in protest against military drafts for World War I. He was arrested and charged with sedition for violating an espionage law that forbid criticism of the uh, government and was in prison, but did promise to pardon himself if successful in the election. <laughs> so he was in prison and he ran on a message from prison in the year 1920, dude, like who who does that? Yeah, and especially when you know, again, what you said he was put in prison for. Like, you feel like you should be able to put somebody in prison for that. You know, it's a free speech, America. Yeah, not 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 back then it wasn't. But there are plenty of times uh, where that's not so much the case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, here's uh, so out of all of these five strange things, so not, they're not all you know super odd. Some of them we know about. This one I remember. There's an, uh, a very famous photograph of, but this is definitely a strange thing. It's not happened since um, at the 1948 election. Sitting President Harry S. Truman sought re-election, having ascended to the presidency following the death of FDR three years earlier. But the Democrat was widely predicted to lose the election, with his opponent, Republican Governor of New York, Thomas E. Dewey, comfortably ahead in the opinion polls. With Truman's chances of re-election looking bleak, the newspaper, the Chicago Tribune, called the election in Dewey's favor and printed early editions while votes were still being counted. The headline on the copies read, Dewey defeats Truman, but it quickly became apparent that Truman was set for an unlikely victory. The Tribune adjusted the headline for subsequent editions. That would have been that, but two days later, Truman, who had been heavily criticized by the Tribune throughout the campaign, celebrated his victory by holding aloft one of the early editions with the incorrect headline and all. That's something I think we've all seen before. Oh, yeah, for sure. Could you imagine if you actually had a copy of the, I mean, like the actual first printing of that paper? Dude. Man. I want, I'm going to look on eBay to see, see if somebody's selling that. But like, <laughs> but I think that's why you see now new news organizations, even the Associated Press – 
even though you're watching all this, the numbers come in and it looks like a landslide at a state, they're always hesitant to call. I feel like they don't yeah. want to look like the Chicago Tribune, right? Like nobody really <laughs> does that anymore ahead of time. They still do it with sports sometimes. Like they'll already have shirts made up and hats made up oh, yeah. for certain champs. So whoever's going to do it immediately, they put it out for sale. That's why That's why you'll see pictures of like, because they'll give their shirts away to, <laughs> uh, you know, to like other countries. Third world stuff, countries, yeah. People. Yeah. But, uh, but that's, why, that's why you'll that's why you'll see uh, all these countries with these uh, Buffalo Bills, these teams Buffalo Bills Super Bowl <laughs> champion shirts. <laughs> oh, man, that's a whole completely new story. Right oh, there. man. Uh, but yeah, dude. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think we see this anymore, at least um, in, in the news. Right. To calling it way too soon anymore. I think this is the, they kind of learned their lesson that you just kind of look like, you know, you've got egg on your face when this happens. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Just wait. Exactly. This next one uh, we lived through. I remember this. I remember it being a big deal. And I remember thinking, um, I, w- I don't I would go so far as to say it's strange, but it, de- it did feel like something like, I think this was the first inkling that like, wow, like our politics are starting to go down a different road, right? During elections. One of the closest elections in American history took place in 2000 with the Republican George W. Bush taking on Al Gore of the Democratic Party in the polls. With just a few states to declare their tallies, Bush had won 246 electoral college votes to Gore's 250, and it was all set to come down to Florida and their 25 votes. Initially, the television news networks declared Gore as the winner. I literally just said they didn't probably didn't do this anymore, and here it's telling me in 2000, right? I guess you I was wrong. About, you forgot all about those chads that went hanging, man. All the hanging chads. Declared Gore as the winner in Florida based on exit polls, but reassessed the outcome once the votes started to be counted. As the night progressed, Gore rang Bush to concede the election and congratulate him on his victory, only to retract his concession once it became too close to call. So that already is weird, right? Uh, following recounts after the election, Bush's lead at one point was thought to be as little as 300 votes. That prompted legal action from both candidates to try to seek further recounts in the case of Gore or to prevent them and declare a winner as per Bush. So this isn't new, right? Like what we're seeing right now when when one person just feels like, ah, I'm going to do whatever I can do to, to, to see there might be a chance, right? Um, following more than a month of wrangling back and forth, Bush was declared the winner in Florida and George uh, and Gore conceded. Uh, experts still dispute to this day whether Gore or Bush would have won the state of Florida with a full manual recount. Because if you remember, what ended up happening was uh, the governor, Jeb Bush, halted the recount. They were just like, nah, we're going to stop now. We've there gotten no far enough. There's no conflict of interest there. No. Chris, I don't know what you're talking no. about. <laughs> no. And then there was, yeah, then there was the Chad. And then there was the Chad. Um, <laughs> I remember this specifically specifically for the hanging chad and how that was literally the punchline from everything from the daily show to yeah. saturday night live oh yeah hanging chad. yeah there's even a a really good documentary about this this time this era i forgot what it's called uh but again you know it's it, it that phrase the hanging chad became like this like it's like i think it might be in webster's dictionary now right as a as a thing um but seriously it's it, it goes to show, I remember when this happened, and I remember thinking to myself, did we just really witness this? Did we just really witness the guy's brother help the guy get the presidency? Like, did we just witness this? Like, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, it just sounded that way. It was so crazy yeah. that it came down to the state where, I mean, the dude's brother's the governor, and he's the one that stopped well, the Well, on the Bryce side, nothing controversial happened with his presidency, so... Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right. It was uh, it was pretty quiet from then on. Yeah, it was very quiet presidency. Oh god, nothing happened. But it was a, it's uh, it's interesting, right? Like we we like to. I mean, I don't want to say we like to, but we're kind of forced to witness um, our politics and, and elections and things, and it seems like. I don't know. At least for me, it does. Sometimes I'm just like, what country am I in? Like, what's happening right now? How is this America? But then you get to look back at our history and and our elections have been, you know, a a few of them have probably been decent. But overall, there's always been weird things, tumultuous things, um, you know, we also questionable humans. Also, as humans, we have a recency biasness. Yes. too. we're not going to think it's happening now. It's got to be the worst thing that's ever happened. First time ever. Yeah. Wildest thing when that's. Almost always not, yeah. not the case. Like I said earlier, I don't think we've seen a vice president shoot down our treasury. Wasn't he a secretary of treasury, the treasury uh, treasurer at the time, Hamilton? I think so. You're talking about Bar, Burr? Burr and, <laughs> Burr and <laughs> Hamilton, dude. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> On the bright side, I mean, what a great musical they made. Uh, still haven't right? seen it. Still have not seen that. I, I know you won't because a lot of people said it was good. <laughs> no, I actually want to see it, and I don't know why. Oh. We just we were supposed to do it on our cruise week, and we didn't. So, um, yeah, it's just something to sit down and have to check out at some point. Yeah. Uh, so there you quick go. Review of it. Uh, quick review of it. Of course, Hamilton. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Um, it's not bad. That's my <laughs> quick review. <laughs> well, I liked it. Uh, music was great. Uh, all the acting and stuff is amazing in it. Nice. Uh, I couldn't even, like, I give, you know, it's one thing to act in a movie or something. I think that's obviously as a skill that I don't have either. But to act in a play, like, that's just something else entirely to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's live in front of people on TV uh, or in a crowd, Yeah, you know, of, couldn't even imagine. But the music's really good. Um, for the overall, they're fairly accurate historically, but they mm-hmm. do take some liberties as, yeah. with anything. So just yeah. know that going in. I'm sure because I don't think there was any rap music back then. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, or but at the very least, that's not how people introduce themselves in the form of a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Imagine yeah. if they did, man. Life might have been much cooler. Yeah. I would, wow. At least it would be more entertaining, that's for sure. I want to see that parallel universe. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's my story, man. That's that's the story on the electors, and, and uh, that's about it. It's 2021. Um we still have to wear our masks. We still have to wash our hands. So I'm going to go do that before I leave the Creeper Clubhouse. Uh, but before I do, guys, make sure to head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Check out all the other shows on the network. See if there's something that you like. Uh, and then make sure to support them and their content. Um, also, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash History Creeps. As of this recording, when you get on there, uh, you are going to see three recordings. So the idea is, is we have two tiers. I said it before. We have a dollar tier. We have a $3 tier. The, uh, the dollar tier, you get some outtakes, you know, once a month or maybe even twice a month, depends on how I'm feeling, um, or what I'm putting up. Uh, you'll get an outtake, something of us, what we record in the background and, uh, $3 tier. You get that. You also get twice a month an episode of a brand new podcast that you're only going to hear there. You're not going to hear here a new series. So currently there are two new series. Episode one for each is available. The first one being Creeping on Cryptids and the second one being the all new Abnormal Times. So if you are a fan of this show, you've been here for a while, you're an old schooler, you'll know that uh, Abnormal Times was a part of our network. This was something we did back in the day. Uh, we got a lot of good, you know, um, 
response to it. People really enjoyed listening to it. So it's now available brand new, uh, the all new Abnormal Times, episode one, currently on Patreon.com. Yeah, exclusive on there. Exclusive. Yeah, so, yeah. So big thanks to everybody who has supported us throughout this year. Uh, even though this year has obviously not been the greatest year, it's been a very uh, amazing year for the show yeah. and for the network. We've had a lot of great support, and we cannot thank all you creepers anymore. I mean, it's just it's it's mind blowing yeah. when we we definitely look back at it all. yeah we definitely are very thankful for you guys. Um, but I did forget to say one thing on the Patreon. Uh, you get extra loving from us if 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 you just subscribe even to the dollar. Uh, dollar dollar patron so uh, we will shout you out at the end of the show we find we have one one person just decided let me see what they have in this creeping on cryptids let's see what's going on so we want to shout him shout out Joe Stamford thank you so much for your support um, obviously you know we love everyone that listens to us but Joe Stanford we love you just a little bit more oh I'm gonna be frank I love you a lot more uh, since <laughs> <laughs> but yeah guys check it out uh, you know and if you if you were one of these people that's like you know what let me build let them build up some content first i'll, I'll check it out later um that's cool too again even the fact that you guys support us in this way man we really appreciate it the, uh, the yeah. way you see our numbers climbing it's insane yep and also uh we haven't asked for this in a long time uh, give our show a review it yeah. helps us out that way too heck yeah uh we very much appreciate all that uh all of you are awesome amazing creepers we couldn't uh, be any luckier than what we are Heck when it yeah. comes to the audience that's found us. Uh, but uh, Chris, I- I'm ready myself to get out of this clubhouse. I don't I- know about you. I- I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm putting on my hazmat suit and going out into the dy- dystopian world beyond. Well, I'm right behind you. Hello, 2021. And in the meantime, do not forget to, of course, to stay.